Thank you so much for joining me again. And this is the Butterfly Podcast. And my name is Camille, your host. First off, I just wanted to express so much gratitude for the love and support that I got on episode one. Because honestly, you guys, I got so much support for episode one. And I definitely appreciate it because for me... I never, like, I can't believe that I am a podcast host. Like, I had such a big limiting belief about that my opinion and my voice didn't matter. And that, you know, what I had to say didn't matter. And, you know, my voice was just mute. And this has helped me tremendously. So, if you guys haven't caught episode one, episode one, to just recap is a basically what is Turner syndrome giving the explanation giving the science behind Turner syndrome and basically the explaining kind of what the chromosomal abnormality is um again this is women you know a lot this can only happen in females men have their own similar syndrome called Klinefelter's but this is for Turner syndrome is strictly for women Um, If you guys haven't checked that episode out, it would be much appreciated if you check it out and just let me know. I am hoping people take that information away from it just to honestly be able to know about it more and to spread awareness for it. Um, With this episode, I really just wanted to share my story with Turner Syndrome, share my experiences and basically what I've gone through for Turner Syndrome Um, because for me, I have really learned that not everybody's experience with Turner syndrome is the same. Um, there's so many different things that have happened that I've learned while I'm talking to people, other girls with Turner syndrome and other women. And every story is different and every story deserves to be told and has its own place. So. Um, I just kind of wanted to share that and then share my experiences and hope to enlighten you guys. So at the age of nine, I was diagnosed with Turner syndrome um, after I really stopped growing and I stopped basically developing. I was not going into puberty like I should. I was short statured, so I really wasn't growing any taller. And so my mom um, sent me to the doctor um, for some tests and turned out I had Turner syndrome. So from the age of nine to the age of 16, I was on human growth hormone. Um, I was extremely actually lucky that I did not have any of the outward signs of Turner syndrome that I had the inward signs with the horseshoe shaped kidney and the heart defect and, you know, just diff and the learning disability and just some other internal things that you couldn't really tell besides my short stature that I did have Turner syndrome. So after for being on human growth hormone um, from that age I was either mixing human growth hormone with orange juice and drinking it as a form of treatment or I was giving myself shots of human growth hormone. Um, I started the process at 4'4", and and now am now 5'3", 
which I am 100% okay with. People still call me short, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so I am just 100% extremely lucky that I was in Denver when I was diagnosed and extremely blessed that I was able to have the medical team that I did behind me because I honestly do not think I would be as fortunate if I didn't. And I am 100% grateful for that. Um, the doctors were very well known and handled chromosomal abnormalities. So I am just 100% grateful for that. Um, but that is pretty much as far as like the medical um, part of it and the doctors. Like I was always going back and forth for checkups. I was always getting my heart ultrasound done. I was always going in for tests and for blood work and just a, a bunch of stuff like that. And when you are have a rare, when you have a rare syndrome or disease or something that many people don't really know about, I really feel like it lends itself to really feeling lonely and feeling misunderstood and feeling like no one understands what you're going through and feeling like you're just a guinea pig and no one else can explain or feel how you're feeling and with me finding out I had Turner syndrome it was very lonely it was made me feel like I was the odd man out and it made me feel like no one really understood what I was going through and it is very hard and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that and I feel like you know anybody even with just beyond Turner syndrome anybody with a rare disorder or rare disease or something that is rare you know it tends to be a little bit lonely and I'm extremely lucky that I had my mom um, have me sign up for like a big brother big sister a big like a Turner syndrome big sister program and I met a couple of people through there and it made things just a little bit easier. And I felt like somebody, even if it was just that one person, was able to know and show empathy and know how I was, you know, dealing with things and just stuff like that. Um, but I did also want to share my experiences in school and... You know, honestly, just letting people know that they are not alone. So whatever you experienced is your own. And for me, when I was in school, I always had a felt like I was behind everybody else. And, you know, I was behind the normal kids, but I was too quick and I like I was too smart for the special needs class and so I felt like I was always in between and I felt like in the normal class I could never keep up but then when it came to special ed I was bored and it was hard because I wanted to try so hard for you know the regular school and regular class but I just could never keep up so um at fifth grade, I was put into a special ed class, which helped me out a lot. And I was also um, repeated a grade. And honestly, I don't think I will ever regret that because I feel like that was something that was needed. And that has helped me in the long run. Um, 
after maybe one or two years in special ed, I was able to get out of special ed and I was finally able to keep up with the regular class. So, um, but I did just never really felt right, to be honest with you. And I felt like I was an outcast. Um, but I did end up graduating um, college and then I went on. No, I graduated high school. I'm sorry. But then I did end up graduating college. Um, but the funny part about it was I did have my actual doctor basically just come and tell me that I would never go to to college, that I was lucky to graduate high school and that I should just accept what I've already done. And I was not having that. Um, I therefore started going to a community college and then eventually eventually graduated from the University of New Orleans with a bachelor's degree in hospitality. And for me, I always took it to say, you know what, no one's going to tell me what I can do. No one's going to tell me what I can't do. No one's going to tell me and put this belief on me. If I want to do it, I can do it. And I really do challenge you guys to do that. And I challenge you guys to really if you have something that you're really wanting to do, do it. And so with that, you know, honestly, I just could not believe that I actually graduated um, college. But um, I graduated with a bachelor's in hospitality and then I just have never left New Orleans. I've been working in hotels and dealing with hotels in the pandemic is its own other episode, but, um, you know, I just, I'm actually really extremely grateful that even though I didn't understand why I was being held back, I needed it and I needed it for the end game of me graduating. So, um, I just really did just want to share that with you. Um, still to this day, I am finding myself dealing with my learning disability with numbers, not feeling too comfortable with numbers, not feeling too comfortable with, you know, different things like that. But I have found that the processes that I have taken into place have really helped, which, again, I can share that on another episode as well. Um, So, um. You know, I honestly, you guys, just really just wanted to share my heart and share my story with this episode because, you know, it was really hard for me to really, you know, go into it all. And not a lot of people know that for a while I was giving myself shots and, you know, just different things like that. And I encourage you to not necessarily... You know, you don't have to speak your story, but if you write it down, your story is your story. And your story is powerful. And your story does one of two things. It teaches you where you've been. It teaches you how far, how far you've come and what you overcome. And it teaches you how powerful you are. And I just encourage you to, even if you write down your story... To write it. So, um, again, I really appreciate you guys coming back for the second episode. Um, 
I, this is my story with Turner Syndrome, and I also am going to be looking for a couple of women over the next couple of episodes who want to share their story with me. So if you want to share your story with me, please reach out to me on social and we will get linked up and we will pick a date to do the podcast. And I'm just so excited because I want for the next couple of episodes to really be a conversation and I want it to just be us sharing and everything like that and just giving life and knowledge and yes so um if you do want to share your experience with Turner syndrome or if you're even wanting to maybe just talk about Turner syndrome and what you've learned feel free to let me know so um I hope you guys enjoyed the second episode and have a wonderful day